0: What's up, you guys? Sean Rosset, managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. Go over to fightfulwrestling.com. Our news team is all over at Ryan Cook covering SmackDown tonight. We had Andrew Thompson, Jeremy Lambert over there. Jeremy Lambert got a ton of stuff at Crockett Cup this weekend. But how about next month? Me and Andrew are going to be uh, live at All In or Double or Nothing, rather, at StarCast. Uh, later this summer, Andrew's going to be at Fighter Fest. I'm going to be at the site of SummerSlam. I was at Raw last night. We're all over the place but we are joined by one Alex Palowski tonight. Thank you, Alex, for taking care of things last night.
1: Well, yes. Uh, yeah, trying to. We had a, some some minor technical difficulties, but it turned out to be, I think, a really good show with, uh, with Warren uh, and the, the triumphant return of Fightful's prodigal son, uh, Jeff Hawkins, uh, and myself. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to discuss about how... WWE programming appears to already be right at the point before Money in the Bank should happen, and they still got like three more weeks of programming. So we'll see how that goes from here.
0: But he says, why does SRS come in mid-sentence? That's just the way that Google kicks it off sometimes. It's usually fine on the, the others, like when, whenever you play it back or whatever. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, FightfulSelect.com, that is our premium service. Of course, we got lots of great free content over at Fightful.com, but if you want to support us directly, FightfulSelect.com. Uh, usually things go up a little bit earlier there. I have a lot of exclusive podcasts. Last week, a Q&A show. I answer any questions, all questions. Uh, but if you want to ask one here on the show, donate a Super Chat. Any amount works. We will answer your question. And don't forget, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, listen, you boy. Click that bell for notifications. But we got SmackDown to talk about. But we will talk a little bit about the Leo Rush situation. It will be addressed more on the Fightful Report podcast and um, the Listen You Boy. But I did want to address that because a lot of people are asking me about it. So we stand by our story. I sat on it for a little while and had something like six sources confirm it. Now, uh, to be clear... I'm not posting who my sources are. I disclose those to people like Alex, my news team, Jimmy for transparency. Obviously, Jimmy and my news team because I don't want them to think that they're getting caught up in something that isn't accurate. Alex, this is something I've done with you for probably years now, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, I understand that Leo's going to be defensive when people say things about me. I am as well. But, hey, our story is accurate. We had it confirmed by numerous people. I had even more stories shared with me. Uh, There's a lot of things that I agree with Leo on. I think that adults who are professionals should handle their own amenities. All the water shit. I think you should probably get your own water. You're an adult. You can do that. I understand the idea of testing people and paying dues and all that. But you know, you you did that to get there. You shouldn't have to go through and redo that. Uh, I mean, you, you look back at... Des Bryant refusing to carry a helmet for Dallas Cowboys. He ended up all right. He ended up okay. Yeah. Uh, There, there are a lot of people in wrestling who have had perceived attitude issues and gone on to do very well, including some of the greatest performers period Alex.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the story being that, that there's stuff that certain that newer members of the roster are expected to do for the, for the veterans. Um, to, to me, I just feel like that's a, that's a really outdated way of thinking. Like, I, I, same thing. Whenever I hear the stories of how um, uh, football uh, veterans will like go out to dinner and stick the rookie with the bill. And they've all gotten like bottles of scotch delivered to the table and steaks and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And it's like, ah, sorry, rookie. Here's your your first paycheck is going to pay for this dinner. I, like, That's oh, I, stupid. Do I
0: interviewed Muhammad Hassan and talked about how he to make peace with the locker room. He was like, "I'll pick up this tab, guys." And people were ordering shots and pouring them out at an airport. Those aren't cheap. So, I mean, WWE has had an interesting locker room dynamic for a while but the thing that I pointed out on Twitter was Enzo Amore punched a guy in the side of the head and the locker room was willing to stay quiet about that for a year until he mentioned it still won't mention the name but I've had a lot of people mention the Leo Rush stuff I reached out to Leo Rush both before and after his tweet today reached out to him for a quote on the story or response to the story uh it's told him I'd be willing to talk to him on or off the record. If he wants to talk to me and pretend that he doesn't want to talk to me, that's fine too. I had that happen a lot more than than one would think. But uh, the thing is, I don't have any reason to report crap. There's enough good stuff to report that making up stuff or making sure that things aren't accurate uh, isn't worth it. Now, will that happen on occasion? I'm sure it will, and I'm sure it has. This does not seem to be one of those. Uh, I published a story last week. I, I had it confirmed with a lot of people. And like I said, I'm willing to talk to him on or off the record. I know WWE isn't too hot on that, but I mean, at this point, I don't know what the hell he, what, what the issue would be with that considering the reports that emerged. And like I said, there are a lot of things that I agree with him on in this regard, but since he named us specifically, I wanted to address that for sure. Uh, I am very confident in the report that I filed and I I, I can't speak to what Mike Johnson has reported. I have followed up on it. I've heard some other follow-ups and uh, I'll talk more about it on the Fightful report this week on fightfulselect.com. We have Jack O'Neill with a super chat. He says, Kofi, in three segments tonight, does Vince see him as a top guy now? Well, yeah, I think Vince saw him as a top guy when he put the title on him at WrestleMania, Alex. I mean, it's
1: by by default. Now that you've decided he's going to be the champion, unless you're going to run an angle where where he gets stripped, he gets beaten for it immediately. As long as he's got the title, he better be in those segments. You know what I mean? Like you better make us believe that you see him as a top guy. um, Unless the angle is that he isn't, but that does not appear to be the angle. The angle is that Cody Kevin Owens is trying to convince us. That he isn't. So, to prove that he isn't, he has to be in those segments, I think.
0: And when I look at Kevin Owens as the feud, like a lot of people expected Kofi Kingston to get like a Chris Benoit Kane feud or a Daniel Bryan Kane feud, one of those safe feuds that's just like, ah, uh, is anybody really interested in it? We know it's an easy person he can go over. That is not this. This is, th- there's a lot that can be rooted in this. Every- well, I don't want to say everybody because that's speaking in gen- generalizations. A lot of people know that Kevin Owens was pegged for a WrestleMania spot against Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens on social media spoke openly, Alex, about how he it drove him crazy to not be on WrestleMania.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, is that once they, they, they caught lightning in a bottle, as they should have, and put Kofi in that spot, there was no reason Kevin couldn't have been in something else. But they decided not to use him at all, and, and there, that, 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 I, was, I can see how that would stick with him.
0: So let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown. Kofi Kingston comes out. He addresses what happened last week. And I I think this episode was to kind of shove it in the face of those people who say, Kofi Kingston needs to be more serious. Kofi Kingston needs to be more serious. But for those who have acted like there aren't elements of comedy to most top stars, my God, they are out of it. Daniel Cormier, one of the baddest dudes in the history of the world, has danced half-naked with a cupcake green screen behind him. What you do outside the the ring or the cage doesn't necessarily play that much of a factor to me. Now, can it? Yes, it can. But nothing that Kofi has done has seemed distracting, but everything tonight seemed very serious, Alex.
1: Yeah, uh, him coming out with the pancakes, I saw some people complaining about that, that he came out with the pancakes again to start. But what I liked was that you could see the total arc from coming out with the pancakes to, show, to open the show all the way to how he closed the show. There was an arc from, hey, I'm still fun-loving Kofi, even though I'm the champion, I'm always going to be this guy. Um, and by the end of the show, you saying, but I can put all that aside when I need to and be straight-up business. And I like that there's a full arc uh, of that uh, within the two hours tonight. I thought it was thought it played really well.
0: I did too. Uh, th- of course, there, it had peaks and valleys, but I thought that this was good. Weaving it in and out of the show. That's something, uh, actually, when I did a show with Vince Russo, he would often hammer home. It is important to keep a story arc throughout the show and uh, help it culminate at the end. Kofi says that if Kevin Owens wanted a title match, all he had to do was ask. That was perfect, Alex. That was perfect. Yep. It's, it, it made Kevin Owens seem even more like a jerk. It made Kofi Kingston seem even more like a nice guy. Owens runs out and Xavier attacks him. I like that too. Why wouldn't Xavier do that?
1: Xavier's still pissed over being powerbombed in the apron. Now I I would have kept him out because I think you can sell that apron power bomb and make it always keep a guy out for at least a week. But I did like that that one super kick aggravated his neck injury from being powerbombed. And that and he he was done for the night. One super kick. That was that was enough to like take put him on the shelf. I really love this angle of can Kofi beat Kevin Owens when he doesn't have, I remember the New Day backing him up. I, I, I like that angle a lot.
0: Kevin Owens ends up getting the upper hand and, and rushes away afterwards. Kofi rushes to Xavier's aid. He's sitting in the back talking to Xavier in the training room as well. We have a super chat from Kyle S. He says, do you see Big E coming back for SummerSlam and turning heel on Kofi? They have been opposed to this all the way. New Day, in every single interview they've ever done, have shot down Big E turning heel. And I don't think they need to. I think they could just – would it be a good story? I'm sure it would. Yeah, But there's no way these guys don't get back together in the future.
1: There's no way. Right, no. Then that's the, that's the problem is that then you break them up And then you have them do weird separate things. Um, But uh, uh, they're always going to be like, Oh, the new day going to get back together. And it'll be like trying to reform the shield 17 times over the course of a few years.
0: You know, I I would much rather there be a friendly competitive triple threat or a friendly competitive one-on-one where one has heelish tendencies, but they say it's all business when it comes, it comes to that. When we're outside the ring we're buddies. I'm okay what? with that. The Sting and Luger.
1: Yeah. W- what I love, what I, would, what I would love to see is um, if Kevin is going to take the, the title off of Kofi, and honestly, I, I don't know that's going to happen. I'm not sure if i predicting that, but if he does, uh, having him hold the title for a while, uh, maybe he has a little quick feud with somebody who it's easy for him to beat, and the guy who comes out um, out of nowhere to like be his next big challenger is Big E, off of surgery, healthy again, to defend the honor of Kofi. And if we get like a super fired up Big E against Kevin Owens, like Big E can really go. He's in, He's incredible, and I really need to see him as a get, get a nice um, singles
0: run. We will talk about the Brock Lesnar news later, guys, by the way. Uh, speaking of, by the way, I did a raw review of my life experience. It is up on FightfulSelect.com. But in that review, I said that I think that Beck, that Lacey Evans might bring out of Becky Lynch what I think she needs, some stiffer strikes. I've mentioned that on the air with you, Alex. These like single leg drop kicks, it doesn't work too well for a girl who beat Ronda Rousey. Doing the step up on the second rope, barely tap somebody with your foot thing, isn't it? When I see Lacey Evans... I'm like, I think she's probably going to bring the pain out of Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. But I think Bailey did that tonight. Because early on, I saw some of those light strikes. And then when Bailey kind of went in there, cracked her with a knee a couple times, Mm -hmm. Becky started to slug it out and started to throw some stiff strikes. That's what I think you need. Once Ronda Rousey is, I don't want to say introduced, but made that physical style such the standard, I think you kind of got to rock with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the, that's the best way we we can't, we can't do love taps anymore. Ladies, it's, you, you, you got to lay it in a little snugger. Um, and I, I think that it it is moving in that direction, certainly. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing, uh, where all these women go as, as, as this progresses to a more, um, more realistic type, uh, fighting style.
0: Yeah. Um, By the way, here's a story. Actually, Bodyslam.net just reported this. Uh, There was a little back and forth between us, by the way, guys. When it comes to the Revival, they do have a legit source. And I want your reaction to this, Alex. WWE has added two months to Dash Wilder's contract due to injury time. Do you think that is a coincidence after what I had reported yesterday about the five-year, over $500,000 a year deal? I mean, these guys passed up combined five million dollars over the course of five years
1: no uh i um i i i don't think it's coincidence it's it it makes perfect sense i mean this listen this this company is sometimes run and operated out of spite out of petty bullshit um and and the people who are like There's some reports out there. People are trying to fake, like, flunk drug tests to get out of their contracts and stuff. Like, some people are just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, this is, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I'm not surprised at all. And, I mean, the other thing is that, okay, what I, the other report that I've heard is that, okay, guys, you don't want to sign the contract? Here's your next storyline. It's going to be you, Dash, shaving Dawson's back in the shower. That's what we're going to do to punish you for not accepting this contract offer that we offered you. Like, it's just, it feels really petty.
0: So in the match, there's a double clothesline that leaves both women on the mat. I love that Bailey knee worked really, really well. Uh, Becky gets the knees up on a flying elbow drop and wins with the disarmor. This wasn't a barn burner or anything, but it was an okay kind of match. But now you've got a situation where Bailey had a change of scenery and her first two weeks She's lost the two top girls on the show, Alex.
1: The finish of this match was dreck. You can protect Bailey and Becky. That that is a pay-per-view quality match. Um when you when you run it back. If you don't have Bailey tap out clean. Like Bailey didn't Bailey hit her elbow drop and like Becky shrugged it off directly into the armbar. That's what it looked like from the angle they showed. Um, which doesn't make Bailey look good. If you're just going to have Charlotte come in and attack after like after the bell, why not have Charlotte come in and hit Becky as she's got Bailey in the disarmor without Bailey tapping? Then you protect Bailey, you protect Becky, you've got to protect her anyway because you have Charlotte come in and hit her. Like you can keep Becky, you can keep Bailey in some way somewhat respectable if you do it that way. Instead, as you said, you have Bailey come out, show a whole bunch of fire last week versus in that promo versus Charlotte, lose clean to Charlotte, then lose clean to Becky this week. Now we got going back to Bailey being a loser. Like I, the on, the only thing I can think of that again can salvage this is is if they put the Money in the Bank briefcase on her and she gets some of that edge and being like that's what they
0: always do though they think that they can beat somebody over and over and over and over and over again and then throw the briefcase on them and i guess sometimes it does work but the storyline could be
1: well i'm like she's like i realized i'm not quite good enough she'd be like self-deprecating or or self-pitying i'm not quite good enough to beat you one-on-one but i got this briefcase now i'm gonna be champ whether you like it or not like I'm not sure that's good. I'm not sure that's a good storyline, but it's better than just whoopsie-daisy. I lost again. That's no, can't do that.
0: I think it would be really great if they kept more than two people strong in this yeah. situation. Like, and a lot of people are saying, Oh, did you have Bailey beater? Well, you don't have to make the match. I mean, why, no. why is this happening? Why is the person who lost the top contender no. match then fighting the champion just for nothing?
1: I I laid it out for you. It's very easy. You have Charlotte attack Becky while Bailey's in this armor. That's it. You, yeah. that, that's it. Have Charlotte come in 10 seconds earlier than she does and you've solved all problems. I didn't think Bailey should win this match. No. Maybe if she wins it's the, with the help of Charlotte, but there's no way that that Bailey should, should should beat Becky clean and I don't think you should have Becky beat Bailey clean in this situation either.
0: So, uh, Charlotte came out and attacked everyone after the match and stood tall. Yeah, sure, she's got got to do her thing, I guess. Yeah. Jack O'Neill with a super chat says, "Regarding Leo, is Finn an important figure in the locker room? Uh, that's tough for me to say as I'm not a member of that locker room. But the vibe that I got was that he was. I know that he was in NXT, but I, I you know, it's hard for I'm not actually in the locker room." And a lot of people don't usually speak about their contemporaries as like that at least to me. We get a moody Alistair Black promo. How are you feeling about these?
1: man? I don't know man uh uh i i'm uh, I think he's too talented to get buried, so whatever they're doing with this whole like I'm gonna sit back here in the in the Bray Wyatt promo room um and and talk to you about you know stuff and then i'm I'm going to i'm going to make sure that whatever i say i'm going to end by saying very slowly fade to
0: blah. i hate that i hate those promos that are like i'm so... going to beat you because i am and then yeah have the catchphrase and so you know?
1: So dumb, like they did. They used to do that all the time in NXT. The promos would like because because we are NXT. Yeah, like no, 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 no. You don't need to. Do, I, nobody speaks like that. Who speaks like that? With, with nobody, with, like, nobody is bad. So,
0: do you imagine with, Conor McGregor cutting a promo like that? No, my Jesus.
1: Listen, um, <laughs> Alistair. Starling, I would love to see it. Yeah, I would. I would like to see it. I, I would. Um, uh, I'm. I'm I I stand by this. Alistair's too good. When they finally get him out of this damn promo room and let him put on matches, he's gonna get over, and they're gonna figure out a way that he's he's not gonna be trounced by this whole like uh, moody blues thing that he's doing in the back. I don't love it. Uh, I don't like it at all. Um, but he's he's gonna be okay. I, I have to believe that they can't ruin Alistair Black too when they bring up people from NXT like this. He can't be the latest casualty. He's too good. He just he just is.
0: We are uh, given the Money in the Bank participant announcements: Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Randy Orton. I think that rounds out a pretty solid field. I think the, the group that they have can do some things. Uh, what do you think, Alex? I mean, I, I, I listen, I, I could, I could do without Randy, but
1: I don't know exactly who you put in instead uh, of Randy. Uh, Randy's there to R- RKO some guy off the ladder. Okay, that'll be a fun little spot. Let's hope it's not telegraphed. Um, but that's cool. Uh, the the guy who doesn't belong in there, I mean, he does because he's a former champion, but nobody wants to see him is Baron Corbin. Like, like, that's the thing. Like when he's got the right kind of heat, but it's just a, it's a weird thing. It feels like it's a, Oh, Oh good. It's Corbin. Like, which I guess is, you know, he's, he's got heat. So that's good. But there are other people you could, you could give heat who don't, elicit that kind of response i see on social media whenever he shows up and talks like get this guy off my screen you know this is
0: purely a theory to me based on being there last night the gorilla position i assume is right on the stage where they have it carved out behind the video screens that's my assumption Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't walk through that area when you hear what kind of reaction baron corbin gets in that venue i can see why vincent man is like god damn pal listen to that Because he is over as a heel in in front of that live crowd. I talk about it at length on my Fightful Raw report on Fightful Select. But uh, I could see why he he thinks that. However, a lot of these are really change-the-channel type situations for for a guy like Baron Corbin. And uh, when he's in there, I don't think it's going to be the case here. I bet he's going to have a great match and a great performance at uh, Money in the Bank. You want to know why? There probably will not be a cross face quarter Nelson.
1: Yes, that's true. No, he's 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 gonna like in the match in the money the back match that he won, he was good in that match. Yeah, (laughs) he's good in those kind of matches where he 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 doesn't have to like he won't. I don't think he'll have time to like preen to the crowd. Like he won't have time to do that.
0: So that's good. And I mean, here's here's the thing. When I was there, I instinctively was almost like, Baron Corbin, boo! I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it does. It, it works to that degree. It works yeah. to that degree. Uh, we, I, I liked this. Mandy Rose approaches Sonya backstage. She's like, we're getting a real good opportunity for money in the bank, but it's only one of us. And she tries to flatter Sonya, and Sonya's like, I, I see what you're doing, but you don't need to do it. You do deserve to be in this match. So I think you should be in this match. I am okay with throwing this out there here and there. You don't have to have snottiness and all the other stuff on the yeah. screen and selfishness. Two girls that happen to be heels but happen to really get along with each other and it shows why here. Now, could this lead to something else? It sure yep. could. But for this week, for this story, and for the purposes of this review, I like this. It was cool. It was a good way to spend about 60 to 90 seconds.
1: Yeah, um, th- there's there's a lot of stuff that you could do with this uh, going forward between the two of them. Um, I thought it was funny that, like, uh, cut to the locker room. They're standing there next to each other, watching the TV. Sonny's like, oh, can you believe? these Asuka and Kairi saying just beat those jobbers. Now I'm really upset. And Manny's like, yeah, I know. But Shane just told me, when did he just tell you? It was at least over a minute ago, and you decided to bring it up now. You could have walked into the room and told Sonia. She's been sitting there watching this match, and you guys have been sitting there in silence. Listen, this is all fine and good. Um, uh, okay. I mean, it's nice to see that Kyrie Sane and Asuka are doing something for Tag Tattois, but, man, would I have loved to have seen an insane elbow off the top of a ladder. That was the one I was okay. hoping for, is to figure out a way to get Kyrie Sane in this match. The four from SmackDown, I have much less of a problem with than than the ones on on Raw. Like I feel like, but it's this should be a good match overall. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Ember Moon is also announced as a women's Money in the Bank participant, and the interviewer butchered this segment. Butchered. She's relatively new. Hope she gets better. I, I mean. Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to... I think it was Dasha that messed up a bunch when she started, but... Yeah. You get you better, and I'm sure she will. Carmella gets added next. They cut promos on each other. Both of these women make sense for this match. Also, Bailey was added, so you have that end rounded out. Definitely top-heavy with <laughs> SmackDown talent. Uh, well, and I say that, but maybe, maybe not so much. It really depends on what versions of some of these Raw stars show up, mm-hmm. but... What do you think of this? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see
1: Ember in there. She's, 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 she's my pick for the, the, the next breakout women's star in, in, on the main roster. She, she has everything. She still struggles a little bit with promos, but her in ring work is so fast and, and crisp. I really, really love what she does in the ring. I have since NXT. I think it's really interesting. I, I don't know that she's the right person to have the money in the bank, but could she have the most memorable performance in the match? Absolutely. Um, she's definitely doing an eclipse off the top of a ladder. That's one. I mean, I, I'm assuming at least maybe at the top, maybe the third or fourth rung, because to save her tailbone. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Carmella belongs because she's a former winner. Um, so yeah, that should be good. And Carmella is a completely different character now than she was when she won the bat with Money in the Bank. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how. She might, you know, play a little differently in the match, but i um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested in those two girls being a part of it.
0: Up next, the Hardy Boys come out with Jeff on crutches. Now, this has been reported all over the place. Jeff actually tore his PCL in 2015 during oh. the, mo- the motorcycle accident. If you remember that, I, yeah, I think yeah. We were- yeah. And uh, he's been working on that a long time. They were hoping that it wasn't as bad as it was, but uh, they vacate the title. But what's interesting is Jeff's like, Jeff's asked, how did I get hurt? It's probably better if I just show you and then (laughs) throws to a video. My question, did he produce this himself? Mm -hmm. Did he have this produced? Did Jeff help him? I mean, Jeff's obviously, or Matt help him. Matt's obviously more up to date on the tech stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think you should have thrown it to Vanguard one. I mean, yeah. like, like there's just, uh, the, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. Um, I didn't see any attacks to his knee in that, in that thing with, uh, Lars Sullivan. So yeah, you never know there can be non-contact stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, I'm. This is okay. I'm cool with this. I'm. 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 I'm looking in my head. Not obviously, not looking at a roster, but I'm trying to remember who's left in the SmackDown tag division. For 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 like it's the new day, I guess they're still around, but they're not not now. One of them's hurt. Both of them are hurt. Um, I, I don't know who's who's like. They didn't mention. They said we're giving up the tag titles. They didn't say anything about what they're doing about that now, Uh, tournament, uh, multi-man, Matt, I mean, heavy machinery is the only other tag team I can mention on SmackDown. And they haven't been on TV for three straight weeks. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on in in SmackDown tag division. I honestly, I really don't know, but it seems like a prime place for whenever, is it Occam? I think Occam Yeah. Yeah. Ackham from, uh, from, uh, uh,
0: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Smackdown is the place they need to be. There, there's, there's tumbleweeds over there. So I don't, yeah. know I don't know what they're planning on doing.
0: Yeah, they, they really should. They, they've they got an opportunity there. And maybe, maybe that was the plan all along because I, I think it was, gosh, I think it was PW Insider that reported that the decision to move Gallows and Anderson over was actually made the night of the shakeup or – for the shake-up, rather. Right, I don't right. want to say the night of. I don't want to misquote them. But to that degree, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. I don't like that like 40 people have been moved. But on SmackDown, it is desolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rusev, Rusev and Nakamura. That, Rusev. Should be, that should be your next tag champs. Rusev, Rusev and, Nakamura.
0: and Nakamura. The Colognes, Heavy Machinery, Jinder Mahal and whatever heel they throw him with. The, the B-team. B- B-team. Raw and SmackDown traded places in that regard.
1: Yeah, um, the the team that that really would have benefited from from this particular thing doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Sanity Wolf and and Dane would have been a really great addition to this uh, to this to this division right now.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And uh, it was mentioned tonight, Killian Dane, perhaps heading back to NXT. That was reported by Wrestling Observer.
1: Listen, I, I mean, NXT is a place where good people can 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 be good. Like, I'm I'm excited to see Killian Dane back in a place where they'll actually let him wrestle. Like, I really liked that guy before they before they brought him. He was the he was the the workhorse of that of that tag team. Like, Wolf like would would literally kill himself to, to get a win. But Dane like really impressed me in a lot of his stuff. Wolf going to NXT UK. That's going to work out for him well. Um, and uh, and Bray, sorry, uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Killian Dane back in NXT. He's he's primed to be down there and doing some stuff with the, with the big heavy hitters. Give me a give me a um, Keith Lee Killian Dane match. Just these two big hosses slamming into
0: each other. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. So Lars Sullivan comes out, and this is how you build a monster for better or for worse. We'll see how it goes inside the ring whenever. The matches actually happen, but he beats up Matt, or he beats up uh, everybody in sight, including our Truth, who just pops up. Hmm. I don't hate that use of our Truth. What is he going to be hurt from from this? No, absolutely no. not. It, will it help Lars Sullivan? Probably a little bit.
1: I I do love that that our Truth isn't letting this go. That that our makes sense. He shouldn't. Yes, because because uh, that was completely unprovoked by by Lars Sullivan to come out and 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 beat up Truth but also Lars was totally creepy with uh with our Truth's friend he's really good friend Carmela they've been hanging out for months and our, Lars got get a little too close for comfort in that way and uh and I think that that Truth is isn't going to let that go and I'm I'm cool with that I like that he's actually um you know uh going after these you know quote unquote Legends, the the older guys that he's trying to like make a name for against. Uh, this is fine. We can have this guy be that kind of a monster who goes after the, his predecessors. That makes sense to me.
0: I like that uh, they, they are building this well. I just I want to see how it goes when the matches happen because if they go week one and he's having competitive matches every single week, I think that it's a little counterproductive. Early on, it's very reminiscent of the Brock build. Brock shows up, he destroys people, hits the bricks. Uh, including the Hardy Boys. Yes, like that. that's true. Kyrie and Oscar defeated a couple of jobbers. One of which looked like Ariel from mm-hmm. the Little Mermaid. This was a squash. This is something. This is a drum that Jimmy Van has beat on. Listen, your boy week after week. Enhancement matches. How do you feel about them?
1: I'm I'm fine with that. I feel like they should be uh, either use them often, like often, or don't use them at all. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I actually like this. I think there's ways of doing this to actually build people in, in ways that, um, that don't, don't hurt your actual current talent. Um, I mean, I, I, everyone needs, should be able to get on TV at some point, but I don't know who, who Asuka and Kyrie would have beat up on that was, that are on the current roster. Uh, as far as women go, um, the other thing you could you could do, I, I I really want to see more interconnectivity between NXT and um uh and and the main roster stuff. I mean, you could easily have flown out Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, who are this, this you know heelish tag team trying to make themselves make their way somewhere, and have them fight them. They can get the, they can get beat, they can get beat badly because they're not at that level yet. But they, it gets them in front of people's faces. That's another option as well. Um, especially if you're, if you're ever in the Southeast where it's easier to get them to you, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, this was fine. I'm, I'm, I'm down for, for squash matches. I love Oscar and Kyrie's, uh, interconnected offense too. those strikes that that all lead into each other. That's really cool.
0: The, the neck breaker and the code breaker combo. Yeah. I I like that. Uh, The taller jobber did the old Jessamine Duke Kyrie Sane spot, the, the reach up in the air thing uh ariel came in got her ass kicked by oscar what do you think of Oscar's scorpion death drop because i'm not too sold on it yet
1: not too sold yet. i mean it's it's not it's not something i've seen her do in her regular matches so it's not like it's like hey just do this regular um transitional move you normally do this signature move you do and that'll lead into this i think it's a it's a clever way of 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 placing the opponent for the insane elbow but it's not a normal Asuka move. I think you could do something where she does a spinning back kick and, and the person just flops over right in place. You could do that. Maybe that's something a little bit more of like Asuka-y than a Scorpion uh, death drop.
0: Goes into the elbow. You know what I wouldn't hate to see? Oh, a couple times maybe. The old catapult into the knees and then the, the insane elbow. Ooh. Or Ooh. just something that... Inc- it's like... Would I like to see it? Yes. (laughs) Would I like to take it? No. 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 Would I I like to be the person that says, yeah, I'd like that person to take it? No. I I feel a little guilty even bringing it up because it's out there. Yeah. I didn't think the Iconics were good on commentary here, and I love the Iconics on the mic. I thought they were... They're supposed to be obnoxious, but to the point to where it distracted from the match, it's almost like they were told to turn it up. Now this that's a hunch. It's not a report, but I, I do like Billy K shoehorning in her catchphrase. That was okay.
1: Her catchphrase is like, that's gotta be on a t-shirt. What yeah. are you doing? Put it on a t-shirt. You gotta be joking me is, is so good as, as a catchphrase. Like, I, and the way she, te- she's, she has several different ways of being able, she can modulate how she says it. Um, I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's really great. And these, these two are, they're winning me over. Like I, again, I'm not, I don't love their in-wing work, but I, the stuff they do on their own where they're just improvising backstage, that thing they did last week where they were, where, where, where Peyton had drank too much water. And so she was trying to go to the bathroom and that, that whole thing was just, was just so great. And it's just them working, just, just being, um themselves it really made a lot more sense than their walk out and do like a, a terrible dad joke on the ramp as they walk down to the ring.
0: So uh <laughs> when the iconics went off like my wife heard it and she <laughs> came in she's like is everything okay <laughs> what's going on what's going on here uh Roman Reigns is out next he's followed by Shane McMahon Shane McMahon on both brands I mean it's okay he's a McMahon you can get away with that Doing these two feuds, what do you think of that? Is that too much Shane for you? It's, it's, a, it's 200% too much Shane.
1: Yeah. I, I, I was done with Shane. Shane. Shane getting the victory by technicality because he's a McMahon uh, in, the, in the, uh, the, the WrestleMania Falls County Anywhere match. Fine, good. Then you have Miz uh, uh, get his heat back with a steel chair to avenge his dad. Uh, Miz stands there with the chair over his head, and there's, his head's bleeding. It was perfect. Done. Move on. But no, we haven't moved on. And I thought to myself, okay, I guess Shane can avenge his dad. There was no reason for, for Roman to punch Vince anyway. But okay, Shane's going to avenge his dad on SmackDown. Okay, fine. But at least we're going to get an Elias out of in, versus um, Roman match. We'll move on from there. And at least... Shane's not on Raw. Whoops! No, he's still on Raw. Still fitting with the Miz, and he's still on SmackDown. So he's doing the same basic shtick, and it, uh, it just it just doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, okay, this is fine. The problem I have with it is like, hey, let's make Roman. F- overcome the odds again.
0: Not only that, that was the exact terminology was the deck is stacked or stack the odds. And I'm like, you all don't remember this, do you? Like it's a they they haven't like they had months to figure
1: out how to rebuild this guy when he came back and, and make like capitalize on all the goodwill that he would generate coming back from from leukemia. And instead they just stuck him in the same old tired, boring Roman versus the authority. He pisses them off by just, you know, doing a shaka bra in the middle of the ring. And they're like, we don't like you Samoan dude who we obviously literally love and behind the scenes. So we're going to make you overcome the odds in this handicap match versus two jobbers. And this guy who never wins his matches as a special guest referee, like, uh, and even Roman's like, really a handicap match. Like, like I haven't faced those before. I'm like, yes, When you have your talent in the ring talking about how it's the same old shit, maybe don't do the
0: same old shit. You know how same old shit it is? This match happened 16 months ago. (laughs) This, with the exception of Elias as a special enforcer. But when I heard Shane go, oh, these two people, I was like, oh, they're doing this to stack the deck. Then these two guys came out and I said, huh? Yeah. All right. Elias, special enforcer. Okay. I see what they're doing here. Shane also tries to heal Columbus and says that he's going to hang out with Coach Harborough. For those of you who don't know, Michigan and Ohio State, where they were at, Columbus, have a heated rivalry. Yes. Coach Harbaugh is yeah. the coach of Michigan.
1: Yes, no, of course. I mean, Shane McMahon knows that every everyone is very familiar with uh, Coach Joe Harborough. Of the Michigan uh, University Wolves, I'm surprised. Uh, I
0: thought they banned the Harborough man from being mentioned on television.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Shane is obviously a fan of the sports, um, and he's a fan of the of the foot of the
0: footballs. We got to get him with Sports Lord Anna Boward on a podcast.
1: <laughs> um, this this is this is I mean, listen as as Warren Hayes tweeted out, uh, Coach Harborough is definitely on my route much more of college coaches.
0: Yes. Now, here's the thing that interests me. He used to be pretty good on the mic. Yeah. Like, at least way back in the day. And when he came back in like 2016, I was like, all right, he'll pick it back up. He'll, he'll do fine, but he hasn't. Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. It's, it's weird. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, he sweats a lot, man. He sweats a lot. Like I, I, he just, he, maybe he's, maybe he's dehydrated and, his, and his, his, like maybe his mouth is
0: all dry. Like, I don't know. The thing is, if he's training with Phil nurse, he's got to have some sort of cardio. I know you don't know who that is, but I mean, he's a pretty good, pretty good coach. No,
1: no, I, I know the, I know the name you've mentioned it enough that I, I know who yeah. you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you to Tim Traver for submitting the super chat. We appreciate your support. Uh, one of our most dedicated uh, viewers, readers. We appreciate you so much, Tim. Roman Reigns does what Roman Reigns does. He gets beat up for six or seven minutes, but thank God he's got his signature move, the sidestep. (laughs) He sidesteps those threats, goes on the offensive. I love the Samoan drop DDT combo. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit of something we haven't seen out of him before, Alex. And that is important. Yes. Uh, But... Roman Reigns ends up winning. Bo Dallas sold the hell out of a Superman punch. (laughs) Yes, well, Bo Bo is really, really good at that. Yeah, he is. Axel gets hit, too. Elias pulls the ref out for some reason. I'm not sure why he really cares that much.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, it's like, uh, if they had a thing like, hey, Roman, if you lose this match versus the B team, then you don't get to face Elias at Money in the Bank. Like, or whatever. I don't, I mean, I don't know. There's got to be some, like, why why it matters that you're that you're keeping roman from winning this thing i I don't know like it doesn't make any sense a lot of it is just lazy wrestling tropes without any reason for them
0: yeah axel lands the perfect plex but elias can't count the three reigns takes out everyone and wins this is very 2016 Mm -hmm. don't need this you don't need this you don't and you know what the thing is alex we don't need to talk about it that much because we talked about it for about 150 weeks in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. Roughly.
1: You can say basically that they they run back the the Roman overcomes the odds angle for the one what 175th time, and it it ends as you would expect.
0: Yeah, Ali and Finn Balor defeated Andrade and Randy Orton. Andrade cuts a cocky promo. I liked that they're having him cut them. He does it. Well enough. He struggles a little bit, but uh, he, he's working it out that he says that he'll teach Randy Orton a thing or two if he gets tagged in. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's that's appropriate. Uh, there's a spot early where Ali gets dropped across the apron, liked it. He and Ballard did dives in stereo. That commentary sold fantastically. Yeah, Andrade's corner knees always look great, but Ali wins with a 450. You got to feel good. This is a good way to – increase the Ali profile after he's been beaten a few times
1: sure no I mean uh, he's he, uh, I liked their
0: uh, but, but what, what does it mean
1: but it, it doesn't mean anything it, it the problem is is that it's ju- it's going to be counting this week I believe there are two more Smackdowns for 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 these guys to get momentum going into money in the bank which doesn't mean a damn thing like the what what momentum like you you that's the problem is is that it's almost always the guy who loses a whole bunch going into that match who ends up winning it anyway. Um, so I don't know what momentum is. You should be like throwing it and getting pinned because you know that the guy the guy who gets pinned all the time is the one who wins it. So you'd be throwing matches. I, I'm I'm glad that Ali was in there. It, like he held his own. I love the way he sells for guys who are a little bit bigger than him. It makes a lot of sense. He and Finn, I like uh, that. That was a really cool, very indie spot where where they, get, they ran past each other to do their diving attacks. That was really cool. I like that a lot. Um, these, these guys could work out pretty well together. Uh, I was really interested and, and almost shocked to see you have both Ricochet and Mustafa and, excuse me, Ali. I'll never get used to that. Uh, Ricochet and Ali, in the Money in the Bank, those those guys are. It, it's the Spider Man pointing at Spider Man meme, like yeah, they absolutely fulfill the exact same role on their respective brands. I I would love if those guys could like figured out a way to be like, hey, you're you look familiar. Like, are you are you sure we didn't train together? Like, there's a there's a thing that they could have where they where they where they're out flipping each other off of things. You know, there's a lot of. Um, you know that, most, that, that Ali and Ricochet are coming up with ridiculous things to do off of ladders, from one ladder to the next ladder off that, you know? It's going to be crazy.
0: Whew. You should have been there last night to see the reaction Ricochet got. Like, Admittedly, when I, I, had, I had some people say, I think it was Andrew Thompson, one of our writers, he was like, oh, Ricochet's going to get that hometown pop. And I was like, well, he's from, he's from four hours southwest. Right. Memphis and Nashville, Indianapolis, St. Louis are probably all closer. Mm. He got a hometown pop last night. Yeah. My God. In in the arena, it was so loud for Ricochet. So hey, chalk chalk one up for the the young young Andrew, who will be with us in Las Vegas next month. Very excited about that. After the match. Orton RKO's Balor, but Ali kicks him out of the ring. This was a little too short for me. The match was. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'll tell you what. After last night, I didn't need to see another tag team match. I saw five of them last night,
1: yeah, listen, this including is about, the pre-show. This is the thing. When you have, um, the like, let's announce all the participants in the Money in the Bank letter match. And what do you know? The two good guys are going to face off against the two bad guys in a tag team match later tonight to try and build momentum for the thing that happens three weeks from now. It uh, You're better than this. I know you are. Somebody on that staff is better than this. You could figure out ways of, like, uh, we, we talked about this last night. Qualifying matches. Qualifying matches. Ricochet lost clean as a whistle last week to Robert Roode. If you have him face Robert Roode in a rematch last night for the right to be in the Money in the Bank match and Ricochet wins, all of a sudden that 50-50 booking means something. And then Roode can be pissed about it and actually do something to him along the way. Maybe he hurts Ricochet before the thing. All kinds of stuff you could do. But instead it's like, whoops, no, that thing that happened last week doesn't matter. It never happened. We're going to just name him into the match. These qual- the qualifying matches for running the bank are almost a necessity at this point. I
0: mean, my my early prediction was for Robert Roode to win the Money in the Bank. So, but he he wasn't on TV last night. wasn't day. on TV. Kevin Owens comes out and cuts a promo on a New Day action figure. What'd you think, Alex?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> eh, it's, it's cute. I loved I loved uh, the Big E action figure having his leg all wrapped up. I thought that was good. I really love that um, that. Babyface KO Show has a completely different feel and aesthetic than Heel KO Show. I think that's really great. Um I'm 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 definitely Kevin is is so good at being just a, a just a dastardly bastard. Bastardly dastard. That that um that uh that that it's fine and I I I like watching it, but I was really getting attached to like everybody's favorite, like you know, dad, Kevin Owens. Like I thought it was it was really fun to watch him just be a, a nice guy for once. Like it's so it's so rare. But I w- I would have liked to have seen it for like another week or two. Uh I
0: now really, really want a tag team with Bobby Roode and anybody else called the Glorious Bastards.
1: <laughs> that would be good.
0: <laughs> just for that'd the be, name. That'd be really just, good, man. They won't do it and I they understand won't. why. They like, won't but <laughs> Kofi Kingston comes out and attacks and this is what I said I think this was shoving it in the face of people who say Kofi isn't serious enough and I thought a solid way to end the show is it must watch no you can catch the highlights of this but it was it was a main event segment I was fine with it this is the thing about it that that, that also just it just stands
1: out to me is this is basically it 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 touches all the same real themes as as um as what what we ended up with raw last night where you had you know the, the two guys who are meeting for the championship come face to face and brawl um you know it was not it's not the same thing because obviously kofi hates kevin owens and kevin owens is really resentful of Kofi Kingston and we assume that AJ and, and Seth have a begrudging respect for each other um but but it still f- fulfills the same uh, space in their thing it's, it's like again it really does feel like we only have one set of stories we're going to run it the same basic things on monday as we do on tuesday and hope nobody catches it and it's it's become s- such a r- obvious thing that it's impossible not to catch it
0: lots of people asking about impact's new streaming service it's global wrestling network with a new name they understandably don't want global on anything right. Right, uh, Astros J Five. Thank you for the super chat. Says, "Hey, can you or Brandon do stats on the women airtime, match time, main event since January?" This discussion on the women blame for rating needs to end. Mm. I what do I blame it on? Well, first off, as far as airtime, I don't know if Kate uh, it's at Make It Loud on Twitter. She still does that, but I know she used to do that. Uh, the stats are readily available on Cage Match. I can try to put something like that together. No promises, but. I don't think it's it's not the women's fault. It, anybody that says that I think would be just I don't know, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the more strong characters and strong stories just quite frankly, the better your show is, the more people are going to watch.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. It's obviously it's injuries. It's just injuries, uh-huh. injuries, 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 injuries. It's all about the injuries. That's it. I'm sorry if, if those stupid employees, whoops, independent contractors wouldn't would just stop getting injured all the time. Then our ratings would be through the roof. Sorry, stockholders. It's all uh, the fault of of the wrestlers because they keep getting injured. It's absurd. It's absurd.
0: It's because Big Show's been out since November with that hamstring injury.
1: It really is. It's all it's a Big Show. Come on,
0: Rating, you- or viewership got below two million now. I, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot about Nielsen and the ratings and viewership that I think is archaic and piracy yes, is. is huge. There is no way to spin dropping to like one point eight nine eight. There's no no way. There's no way, especially week over week. I'll tell you what, advancements in piracy haven't increased that much over the last few months. No. That's for damn sure. So let's go ahead and talk about this Brock Lesnar stuff. Oh, boy. (laughs) He will not be facing Daniel Cormier, at least according to Dana White. Now, that being said, Dana White's word is often the exact opposite. Yes. Brock Lesnar has been back in the USADA pool for quite some time. He still has to pay a fine to Nevada, I think, before he's active. But Dana White has said that they've tried to make this fight happen and they're not waiting anymore. That Brock is retired and instead it will be Daniel Cormier against Stipe Miocic. That will happen in August. I know that Brock had obviously leveraged both sides. I mean, I think he I think he openly admitted it in an in. well, I, I want to say this. He openly admitted it according to an interview that was summarized, but not quoted. So that's very important to me when somebody summarizes something, but doesn't quote it. And there's no evidence of a quote out there, but he was a speaker at some sort of gimmick recently and mentioned, he keeps his contract short intentionally to leverage them. You know what I hope they do. I hope they undertake or treatment him, keep him Mm -hmm. away from the title picture Make yeah. him a special appearance guy. Throw him on Saudi Arabia. You know what? They throw him on Saudi Arabia. Might be a little more interested in Saudi Arabia. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, um, my thoughts are Vince just said, oh, good. I'm going to solve all my ratings problems by putting the title back on Brock Lesnar. Because because that's – I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's never going to beat it. Like if, uh, how much – like we we made all this money. So um, let's just you let's let's take I don't know a third of it and throw it at, at Brock Lesnar and make him show up for Raw's, and then I'll just you know toss he'll have to show up for the first segment, and then you can get on your private jet and fly back to Saskatchewan, but just toss a dude around uh, for for two minutes at the beginning of every Raw, and of course obviously the ratings will go through the roof. Um, I really hope none of that happens. I hope that he's more of a, of a of a of a Undertaker because here's the thing, Undertaker that that whole thing, the special attraction he shows up like that's used to be a couple of times a year. Now it's once a year, if that. Um, you can you can really do something um, with a Brock Lesnar who who only shows up for those biggins. He he fights a guy. You can be somebody who who can who can take the loss. Uh, it doesn't have to be for any kind of championship. Um, he he's 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 a an attraction in limited supply, and especially if there isn't a um um a title in the line. Like the idea of like, oh hey, Brock Lesnar's back. Oh, he's gonna throw a dude at the ground. That's gonna be great, and that's done, and then you can move on. But as opposed to like. God, Brock Lesnar still has the title. The title's not on Raw anymore. Like there's a very, there's a way to handle him where he actually makes the whole overall product better and a way to handle him where he makes it overall worse. So do the better one.
0: I haven't heard anybody. Now keep in mind, I get sometimes a thousand tweets a day. Maybe I missed one. I haven't had one that says, I miss Brock Lesnar yet yeah not one, my God, Alex, what do you got going on this week? um well
1: uh the my bucks salvaged uh something, and now it's one one going into Boston, so I'm looking forward to, to those but I think this is going seven like the the bucks could not have played worse in game one and could not have played better in game two. You could take those things and switch them for the Celtics. So I think that if you, it's going to be these games are going to be a lot closer from from here on out, and I'm looking forward to that um, playoff basketball, man. NBA action, it's fantastic.
0: It is the best basketball in the world. I love it. I love it, guys. Uh, we will be live for the listen, you boy, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. But hey, that's not the only thing we got Wednesday over on FightfulSelect.com. The Fightful Report podcast, I update the injury report. I give you updates on contract news. I give you stats. I give you behind-the-scenes news. I'll have some more stuff on Leo Rush and a lot of the the, the revival stuff on the Fightful Report. Uh, then, of course, I, I don't know if I just mentioned this, Warren Hayes, 205 Live NXT UK review. Lots of good stuff over there. Make sure you guys check it out. Probably something you'll like at FightfulSelect.com. We just filmed two new retro reviews. Uh, our May retro review, which drops probably next week. Money in the bank, 2011. Couldn't have set that any, any uh, better. CM Punk, his crowning moment. But guys, leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. I can't tell you how much leaving us a thumbs up helps. Till next time, we're out.